Blog Talk Radio. First World Order Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air. No doubt. All right, all right. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. Begin on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows, giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday is 8 o'clock. We are now going to make history the hottest day of the week. Others in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. And there's definitely most of teens, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value with natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the same that your thoughts transmits it. Proceeding others in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. And there's definitely most of teens, quantity, or distance. Regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value with natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the same that your thoughts transmits it. You need to understand how magical this, uh, something like this every Wednesday can become. So you need to start uh, getting your calendar right, get your schedule, your schedule right. You need to know our intentions straight out. Right, so I mean, these clues are given throughout the various languages for us to piece the puzzle of this ancient mystery school back together again. And what we plan on doing, both of us, is bringing y'all some surefire dynamite. We're gonna take this level up a notch. We're gonna have stuff to do here. This is not just gonna be about philosophies and theories. Shit that works. You have an activated pipeline in which that produced this black chemical called melanin. We, what we did was gave a hard line in the sand between the different definitions of esoteric study and esoteric study. Playtime is over. Peace, peace. Back again with your host, Dr. Aline Bay. I'm going to bring up my co-host, Brother Fahim L. Brother, are you here? Hey, how, I tell you, Washita East. Dr. Hey, I tell you, Washita East. How you doing tonight, brother? Doing well, brother. I'm doing well. How you doing? All right, all right, right. I'm doing gay, doing gay. Um, we're going to be doing or going into a deep discussion tonight um, concerning Dominion Man March 20th anniversary. Um, brother... Um, did you get a chance to um, check it out? I didn't get a chance to check it out. I sure didn't. Okay, okay. Um, well, the main thing of it, I mean, based on 20 years, I would thought that it would get definitely much more um, serious in content. You know, it seems that um, the one from 1995 and even the one from 2005 was – um, was um, much 
more um, powerful as far as the content. Hmm. I was at the first one. Um, well, the first one was, um, you know, Minister Farrakhan did a speech in which that he was laying out the Masonic codes in which that was um, in Washington, D.C., you know, the technical, which is the obelisk being 555 feet tall, um, the Lincoln Memorial um, essentially being uh, formed after Ramesses II or Ramosis II, um, you know, how um, the technical is um, along with the water, uh, which is um, the pond or the pool, um, you know, is um, symbolic to right there off the Giza Plateau. Now, you know that Washington, D.C. was designed by um, Benjamin Banneker, um as well as also he was talking about the Capitol building, um, you know, was, you know, designed and put together by 200 um, brothers, you know, um, so, I mean, he was just going into a lot of information like that. You know, a lot of information that was coming from or came from the Nile Valley Contribution to Civilization by Anthony T. Broder, which mm-hmm. he puts that information down in there. Um, you know, so that's that's really what the first uh, Man Man March uh, was concerning. Um, the one in 2005, um the speech was more so geared towards um, family, um, man, you know. Um, um, well, even the first one was talking about um, men coming back and being um, head of household as far as um, being supportive of the family structure, um, the children, so forth and so on. Um, the second one was more so like that in a sense also, except it was um, – not as, um, let's say, not as detailed as um, the first one. You know, Minister um, Farrakhan didn't go into um, too much Masonic codes in that one. It was more so the unification um, of the various leaders and from the past organizations and putting together a new movement in which that we was hoping to see a new movement um, come about. Um, this one here. Um, it is also spoken of as having a new movement to come about. Um, at the end of this speech, he made reference to the fact of those who are leaders meeting him in um, in a hotel in order to discuss the next moves in which they're supposed to be made as far as a whole for um, justice or else. Of course, we know justice or else uh, was the theme the 20th anniversary um, thing based on all of the recent killings and assassinations that have taken place by police in the so-called black community. Um, So, um, you know, that was um, number one on the list, actually. You know, of course, they had Black Lives Matter, um, the sister who formed that, you know, um, they're speaking – um, her speech was probably one of the better ones um, based on the lack of, like I said, of the lack of, um, to me, realness. Because these are things in which that um, we should speak, be speaking of beyond, you know, um, 
you know, beyond just, you know, um, just theory, mm-hmm. all prophecies, you know what I'm saying? Even though it's a somewhat valid movement as far as Black Lives Matter, the problem is is that the usage of just the word black in context mm-hmm. of, of, of the people, as we know, and it's not just coming from a Moorish perspective. This is just coming from the fact of even Malcolm X spoke about the fact of how black is um, seen within the uh, Webster's Dictionary as something negative, you know. And then when you go right. to the Black's Law Dictionary, um, it states that um, the word black or black person in particular is a generic term in which that um, essentially um, – being that it's a generic term, it's not specific. It doesn't tie to land mass. It doesn't um, actually um, determine a person's ethnicity. And really, um, there's no such thing as a race in that regard, you know. So when they put black race on the birth certificate or mm-hmm. um, your ID or, you know, a driver's license or et cetera, we know that these are color terms, colorable labels. And, um, you know, this is what we really should have been talking about. Um, there was one minister um, in which that did speak about um, the CDC and the CDC um, um, vaccinating our children and um, our little boys um, and then he was using the reference to Pharaoh um, attempting to kill all children or children under the age of two. You know, of course, right. you know, that's biblical in which that actually we see that um, twice, once in the Old Testament concerning Moses and then even um, concerning Jesus in the New Testament, um, except the Pharaoh in that particular instance was Herod, um, you know, who was looking to kill um, you know, Jesus, you know, and the children who was under the age of two and so forth and so on. So it's a rendition in the Old and New Testament. Um, so what happens is that as I was sitting there looking and analyzing um, Minister Farrakhan's speech, um, he threw a dig at the Moors as he was stating as if nationality is not the call of the day. Um, as a matter of fact, oh really? Hmm. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, he even stated that nature is over nationality, and with that, I can agree. However, mm-hmm. to um, say nature is over nationality, then you have to be coming from the opinion that nationality is not based on someone who's a natural person. Because that was the whole point of declaring nationalities to put you back um, or bring you back into a status as a natural person. Um, if you go to Black Store Dictionary 7th edition, it states specifically that um, that a natural person, i.e., is indigenous. Now, right. he did say that we were indigenous and that we was here before Pilgrims and the Mayflower. All right. Um, 
He did so and state that he did. Um, however, to me it was somewhat contradictory um, because we're supposed to be doing or having self-determination in one instant, but then in the next breath we're going to ask the Albion for 100 million acres of land about the equivalent size, about the equivalent side of California. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, that is one of the things in which that they're supposed to be talking about is um, 100 million acres so that, you know, those of the Nation of Islam in particular and those who want to come, I believe, um, to the land, you know, uh, or talk about buying large purchases of land is one of the other things in which that was talked about. But once again, we're dealing with colorful titles mm-hmm. or labels in which that, based on all research, and that's what we're basing it on. And he, and he, and he mentioned no allodium titles for those lands. He's talking about buying, right? He didn't mention right, that. Right, buying. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, now, of course, you know, there's plenty of land out here in which that, now, before I get to that, when you look in Blackstone Dictionary, once again, fourth edition, and you look up land, embedded inside of the definition is the word moors. So the term moors instantly ties you back to land. Now, this is something on which that John Henry Clark, Dr. John Henry Clark spoke about. He spoke about um, that instantaneously we need a word and we got ties us back to land. All right? He said black does not do that. No. Negro does not do that. All right? Colored does not do that. This is what John Henry Clark stated now. One of the foremost um, historians of the 20th century. All right? So he said that we need a word in which that instantaneously ties us back to land. Now, what word best described that is the word in which that Dr. Um, Yusuf Benyakini spoke of within his Cultural Genocide book, in which he says these are just some of the honorable names that we have had in history. And the first word is the word morals in his mm-hmm. list. Now, this is something in which that bypasses most um, people who just coming into this movement they have all this anger, you know, and they don't know what to do with it except try to, you know, disperse it upon those who have already been doing this work for the 10, 20, 30 years. But the point is, is this, is that Dr. Ben had a Ph.D. in Moorish history from Barcelona, from the University of Barcelona, Spain, in Spain. Wow. Okay. I didn't, didn't know that. Yes. So when he's talking about Africans, he's interchangeably talking about Moors. To him, in his research, they was one and the same. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. You get a, another book called What They Never Told You in History Class by Indo Kimit Kush. And we talk about who are the Moors. He specifically states that based on the research that he has found, that the Moors are Africans. Now, the word Asiatic is used. However, if you go to Prophet Nobodrali's um, divinely prepared book referred to as the Holy Quran Circle 7, he uses the word Africa and African in there more than 19 times. Okay? Now, what that means is not only is the word Asiatic. Now, let, let me explain something because anyone can go back and watch Dr. Khaled Muhammad's last speech. He actually explains the word Asian or Asiatic in particular. He states that the word Asian or Asiatic means body, B-O-D-Y, body. And this body is talking about the land mass of planet Earth. So the whole planet Earth is called Asia. But the pinpoint on Asia or in Asia where we come from is Africa. Mm -hmm. Now, based on all the research in which that our great doctors have done, Dr. Ben-Yakinen, Dr. John Henry Clark, um, Dr. Um, uh, um, Ashwa Kwesi, um, Renoka Rashidi, and Professor Wayne Chandler, right? Um, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, Professor James Small. We all conclude that life started or originated in Africa. That is the place or the oldest place of relics, the oldest place of fossils that has been able to be shown historically through anthropology, through, um, anthropology and through archaeology. Okay? That means all life comes or springs forth from out of Africa, and then we spread it throughout the diaspora. Now, Negroes um, have a tendency to respond and give opinions before they actually read. And this is one of the downfalls of our people. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has them. So keep the mouth shut until you actually do research. There's a book called Hidden History. Right by Michael Creedmoor. There's another book. All right, another book called Forbidden Archaeology, in which that they state in the book. All right, Richard L. Thompson, Michael Creedmoor, that relics, R E L I C S, relics, not fossils. All right. The oldest fossil that has been found is Dagnesh, which is Lucy, which dates back to 2.8 to 3.2 million years ago. Million. 
But the oldest relics, right, has been dated back to 2.8 billion hmm. with a B years ago in South Africa. Okay? We're not talking about mysticism. We're talking about facts. We're talking about anthropology. We're talking about archaeology. Or in this particular case, archaeology. The relic in which that was found was the metallic seers. With a line at the equator. As a matter of fact, they stated these are some type of iron ore or some type of metallic ore in which that this type of um, metal has not been able to, has yet to be found on planet Earth, at least in the areas that they have been able to dig at, has not been found yet, all right? Um, they said that these metallic spirits were so perfectly made that it had to have been made in non-gravity. In other words, there was no gravity when they was making this. These, these particular um, um, metallic spears. Hmm. So, when we're talking about history, we understand that when you get to the Moors, the Moors existed before Greece. All right? Matter of fact, there were so-called blacks in Greece before the Persian invasion in which that you have of the Grecian so-called empire. Right. We had the Minoans. We had the Cretans. The Minoans were part of the Egyptian sect or the ancient Egyptian sect of men. Men with the fertility deity, which was a form of Amen, Amen-Ra. And the Minoans was part of the worshippers of men, that particular school of thought. Because that's essentially all we're talking about is schools of thought. Remember, you had to go to school, the university, a Waset, or Thieves, or Karnak. You had to go to these universities for 40 years. 40 years. Not 12 hmm. years from kindergarten to 12th grade. Or another four years. Or another two years plus another one in order to get a Ph.D., and then had to write their thesis after just about 16 years of schooling. No, we're talking about 40 years you had to go to school before you became um, the son of Bunnell, or what was known as the son of the, the son of the son or the son of God, where you would reach the mastership or the adeptship or what we refer to as the Ph.D. level. For those who don't understand what a Ph.D. is, it just simply is a philosophy degree. The word the um the, the letters P H is philosophy. It's short for philosophy. The D is degree. It's a philosophy degree. So even when you are talking um to these so called 
um, scholars, you know, in one sense, it is simply a philosophy degree. They're able to philosophize. Wow. <laughs> they are best at philosophizing. They have a philosophy. Okay? And that's no disrespect. That's just simply saying that the people that you hold in high esteem, they are philosophers, even at their best, no matter what field that they're in, whether it's um, sociology, whether it's psychology, whether it's criminal justice or law or jurisprudence degree from a law school, um, whatever the case is, the Ph.D. is simply that's what it is, that their highest level is philosophy degree. Now, part of the word philosophy, you look it up in um, the dictionary, you see the word metaphysics. So when you're saying that metaphysics is pseudoscience, then you have to include philosophy. But see, that's because people don't understand how to break words down. They don't know linguistics or understand linguistics or um, etymology, or as um, Brother Tosh would say, idiomon. Right? Yeah. You know, so um, when we talk about Asia, remember, we're talking about the body which is the earth itself. That was one of the ancient names during the time of what we refer to as Pangea. All right? The word Pangea just just simply means all land, you know, and, when, and which that is talking about when it was tied together. That dates back to about 200 million to 250 million years ago. But if we're talking about there was relics in which that was found in South Africa dating back to 2.8, Billion years ago, then we know very well that we're dealing with information which is uh, much further back. Um, all right. Now, when we get on the subject of so-called Moors, um, in which that that's one of the topics in which that um, we will have to actually, um, in which that was actually thrown around somewhat when you refers to indigenous when you refer to Aboriginal, um, we know that nationality. Right, and nationality, which should have been spoken about um, as one of the things in which that can help is back. Because, like I said, Dr. John Henry Clark specifically stated that we are looking for a nationality. We are in search yeah. of a nationality. All right? So he was essentially telling us that we didn't have a nationality. Now, why this is important to understand is because in the Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People, it states that we have the right, all right? You read um, Article 5. Um, it was once Article 5 before the draft, Article 6. It states that Indigenous people have the right to a nationality. If you read... Um, the Declaration on Human Rights or the Universal Declaration on Human Rights, it states around um, Article 5 um, the same thing, that every person um, 
man, woman, or child has a right to a nationality. Now, what is nationality? Well, when you look up into the Blackstone Dictionary, um, one of the main definitions is that nationality is your political status, your allegiance. Mm-hmm. Your nationhood. Right? Now, when you um, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and you believe that it was the Star Spangled Banner, that was inappropriate. That was incorrect, and actually that was fraud, in which that was perpetrated against you from um, kindergarten up to the sixth grade. You had to put your little hand over your heart and recite that. Okay? Um, When you look at the Treaty of Peace and Friendship between Morocco and the United States, you find that Morocco, which is al Morocco, which is America, had a superior position. This is why it's called the United States of America. America is not of the United States. That means one had a superior position, right? We know that America is actually, what, North, Central, and South America. And they're joining islands called Americana. All right? Now, the United States is in America. So when they say that the president of the United States is um, is um, the leader of America or of the free world, they're tripping. <laughs> it's because he's not Big the president of America. He's the president of the United States Corporation. And we are the people of America. You look up once again in Blackstone Dictionary 19... Um, 1936 edition, uh, I think it's the Universal Webster Dictionary. It states in there that when you look up the word American, American is Aboriginal, copper-colored natives. And they call us copper here, natives. Right. Here in the Americas, prior to the invasion of their territory by the Europeans, the Europeans Meaning, they was not here. They was not here. But it took on the title American. Right. They are the immigrants. Then they came up with the story because we was copper-colored, meaning that we was nearly the same color as those in Africa, but we already migrated here. And I want to say migrated because really, uh, we was here before the continental drift. There are some who came over, and you go and read about Massa Musa, um, you know, um, about Massa Musa or Musa's um, travels. He came with 200 ships, all right? And then he later came with, um, later sent out a crew of 1,000 ships. And there's no documentation of, of um of Mansa on returning. All right. If you read the history of the Mansa Musa, I think it was um the second uh um if I'm not mistaken, but you can read the history and it was two hundred he sent out the first time ships and one thousand and he was coming here to be with his brothers and sisters here in the New World as they called it. But that was already the old world based on the Olmecs already being here over 5,000 years before that, in which that, who was called the Ish, or she people, I should say. 
all right? And they was already here, all right? Um, and so he was coming here to be with the brothers and sisters here, all right? So when people say um, about the slave ships, well, we got proof of us coming um, with over 1,000 ships, 1,200 ships, um, more than actually 400 years before the so-called slave trade and before Christopher Columbus, in which that that was just that this past Monday in which that people was talking about. Right. All right, Christopher Columbus Day, which is soon would be Indigenous Day or Indigenous Peoples Day. Not Native American. All right, and not Native American, but Indigenous Peoples Day. Okay, if you're not mistaken, I believe it's in Wisconsin that uh, um, um, that they have changed Columbus Day to now Indigenous Peoples Day. Hmm. And pretty soon, other states will have to follow suit. All right, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's Wisconsin. If not, then please forgive me. Um, I'm doing all this freestyle, so the guy, you know, is off the dome. But... Um, we have to understand um, the definition of indigenous because that's something which that Minister Farrakhan did not make mention of when he referred to the Native Americans or the Indians and even ourselves as being indigenous and us who was here already before Columbus, all right? I wish he would have made that more um, pronounced and put more emphasis right, more understandable. Um, right, and made that more of the understanding instead of just saying that we just came from Africa, you know, um, 400 years ago, because this is not a recent um, trip that we have come here. Like we just stated, um, Mansa um, came um, almost 500 years, over 400, almost 500 years before Christopher Columbus, with almost 1,200 ships. Okay. Um, then the Omex was already here over 5,000 years ago. Okay? Um, we have reports of the Phoenicians and the Canaanites based on Ancient American Magazine of them already traveling here based on 1200 AD. Okay? Through 16, um, um, yeah, um, yeah, 1200 AD. So that would be actually almost 300 years before so what Christopher is, Columbus. So what is Minister Farrakhan so, talking about? Right, right. So these are things in which that should have been talked about is our impacts that we have had here in the Americas prior to um, the amalgamation um, between the Chinese, you know, um, it's called the, um, um, you know, and the Omex. So that's how actually um, the Native Americans, um, you know, as far as the Western, more so the Western uh, Indians came about, as they would say. Now, I don't like to use the word Indians in that particular um, instance. We would say, um, even though the word Indo or Indian, you know, uh, means um, so-called black people, where Indo or Inda. Um, means black people or God's people, all right? Um, but we want to keep that word specifically for, you know, those from East Indian, uh, East India, 
know what I'm saying? That way we understand. When we talk about Native Americans, when we're talking about um, Indigenous Americans, um, we're talking about the word Native, you know, um, talking more so about those who was amalgamated uh, with the so-called black genes and the so-called yellow genes in which that we get the so-called red genes or the red man, as they would say. All right, and I'm just showing you the illustration of using the colors, how stupid that shit sounds. Mm-hmm. All right, but, but you know, soon we'll get it, you know, we'll get it sooner or later here. Mm-hmm. All right, so, now, when we look at the United Nations definition of indigenous, it specifically states, one, those who were here and who had historical continuity in this land, prior to the invasion of their territory by the Europeans. Now, that is the definition of indigenous. Then it says, number two, as well as those who was brought here to the new world and those who wish to free themselves or who have freed themselves and wish to be tied to um, back to the culture they've been torn. Mm-hmm. Now, that's two. Now, that in, that definition of indigenous includes those who was already here, who refer to as the Omex, who refer to as um, the people of Mansa, because Mansa came from the Ghanaian Malian Empire, which is later called the Moroccan Empire by Dr. John Henry Clark. If you get the book, um, um, the African um, um, Christopher Columbus and the African Holocaust by Dr. John Henry Clark, he states that in the book that the Ghanaians, uh, um, um, the Ghanaian, all right, the Ghanaian, um, those from Ghana, um, and the Malians, uh, when they combined their empires together, it became known as the Moroccan Empire, all right? He states this in the book, all right? So, what that means is, is that you are looking at the West Africans who was here from out of Ghana, or what, of course, Ghana was much broader and vast than, um, um, you know, than now, and Mali, as they combined to form the Moroccan Empire, and they came here with Mansa, all right, the second, um, almost 500 years before Christopher Columbus, okay? How we have proof of this, if you go and um, read Dr. Clyde Winter's book, all right, um, or you have to go to his website, Dr. Clyde Winter. Um, he states this specifically that the Lenape language, which is the Delaware Moors, the Nanakote Moors, which is all part of the Algonquin Moors or the Algonquins, he states that they, um, their language were very close and similar to the hieroglyphics or the metronature, 
And also, it was almost identical to the Mandis or the Mandinka language. Okay? Now, the Mandis or the Mandinka, now the Mandinka, or who was called the Mandingo, all right, or related to the Dogons, all right, in Mali. The Dogons were once the astrologers and astronomers of ancient Kemet or Tamari. Yeah, right? Who left out of there 6,000 <laughs> B.C., meaning that they left out of Egypt almost 8,000 years ago. Okay? These Omecs are the same, or the Shi people are the same as the Malians from the Mandingo tribes. When they came down from out of um, the Delaware Moors, the Micmac, all the way down to even the Mayans and the Omecs, in particular the Omec language, they found so many traits between the language of the Mandis and the Omecs showing that the Olmecs or the Shi people were the same people. So historically, Mansa knew that his brothers and sisters came from, because obviously they kept that up as oral tradition within their tribes. Okay? So this is where we find this information at, you know, concerning... Um, you just go and read. That's that's all I'm asking is read. That's what Mr. Farrakhan has been doing was reading and studying this information because right now this information is going way beyond the rhetoric of just the nation of Islam. Yeah. It's going well beyond the rhetoric of just even the more science temple of America. It's going way yeah. beyond just the uh, rhetoric of the nation of gods and earth. Yeah. As far as just the Basic lessons. The basic lessons is good, and it would get us uh, um, to think, you know, however, you have to have plus degrees in this. And this is where the plus degrees comes at, is putting the pieces of this puzzle together. And I can talk because I've been part of all of them. And I've been studying all of them for over almost 30-some-odd years. Okay. I came up to the nation gods and earth at the age of 14. Okay? I started following um, Minister Farrakhan at the age of 15. So this is no criticism. This is just simply an acknowledgement of where we have to go and that we have to tie these pieces of this puzzle back together or place the pieces of the puzzle um, um, into a puzzle so that we can see the whole picture. We're not seeing the whole picture with what is going on with this um, so-called black leadership that is that is out here. Right. And it's not fair to the masses of the people who are truly trying to seek freedom and justice. What sense does it make as being part of the nine battlefronts in which that Dr. Francis from her book, ISIS, and Dr. Nick Fuller from his book, Counter, um, um, Countering, a confrontation of white supremacy. What 
and, and they both say that one of the nine battlefronts is law. How are you going to get justice if you do not know law? That is from universal law down to the mundane jurisprudence law. All right? Common sense law. Constitutional law. And that's the so-called United States Constitution or the Constitution of the United States or the Constitution for the United States of America. That includes the Constitution in which that you make for your organization, whether it's the Moral Science Temple of America or whether it's um, uh, um, any other organization in which that you have formed for yourself. All right? The guidelines for anybody, because that's what the word Constitution means, is a body. All right, Asia means a body of people. All right, when a body of people come together, um, um, Asia, and then Asiatic means a body of people. That's all that Dr. Collar was talking about. Mm-hmm. All right, on Earth. Matter of fact, even within the um, Holy Kabbalah, it speaks. Um, A. E. Wakes he speaks of um, the word Asia as being the realm of the making. All right? We come here to make things. All right? That's what this is. It's the realm of the making. So when we're talking about um, freedom, how do we make ourselves free as Asiatics? All right? A body of people. How do we make ourselves free as Africans? Specifying the location in which that the word African do not come from Scipio Africanus. You've been lied about that. That was something in which that um, was thought in teachings, but we find out that Scipio Africanus, his real name was Scipio's um, 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 Presidius, or Priceus, mm-hmm. in which that the name Africanus was a nickname given to him by his generals after the defeat of Hannibal. It was a nickname of his defeat of an African, not him naming Africa. And that's one of the another problems or one of the misconceptions that, um, that is now within the so-called conscious community. We have to go back and do research on that because this ancient African Tumerian words in which that states af or afu means body, temple, flesh, house. Ra means um, light, sun, photonic energy. Ka means spirit. So af, ra, ka is talking about your spiritual sun inside of your body, which is your mm-hmm. spiritual sun is your soul. So it's about yeah. your soul inside of your house, which is your physical body or your temple. So, yes, you are African based on the concept of what is meant in Tamarian or what is meant in the Metru Nature, which is the ancient Egyptian language. Right? Now, this is why... Yeah. Um this is why we shouldn't have a um a problem with that um overstanding. And and this information that is now coming out in which that helps rectify those misconceptions. All right. Um my book in particular 
the first world order goes into it extensively, you know, to try yeah. to bypass some of the misconceptions in which that is that is grasp our um, people in this um, conscious movement. And the reason why for all the um, disagreements and problems that's going on is because um, we have a lot of Facebook and YouTube mores now. YouTube, you know what I'm saying? Um, and there's no disrespect per se to any of those social medias. But the problem is this, is that um, people are not studying. They're just simply watching the videos that is um, on YouTube or when they see on Facebook and think they have scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> they have never gone to a library in order to do any real research. But then all of a sudden they're scholars um, right. in this information. You know, and then when they see someone who has read hundreds and thousands of books, you know, they go and try to criticize them as if, you know, they got all the information out from um, watching um, a few, right, um, um, after they heard someone say something or say, um, you know, um, or gave some type of information. You know, and that's the problem which that is taking place. You know, and then everybody's trying to disunify. This is how you know these individuals are linear thinkers. They actually are um, Asian um, agents, or, or, or um, um, as um, 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 Chief Jelani always used to say, is either through ignorance or conspiracy. All right, because um, it's real simple. Because um, for those who want to say about the Hebrews, let me speak about this too about the um, the Hebrews and um, the Moors and how it's different. No, it's not because the first Hebrews. Um, you can go back and do your research that the first Hebrews um, here, you know, um, who had a society or an organization, all right, um, his name was um, Leon um, um, Rizzuli, or Richard um, Zuli, and he formed it back in 1889, some say 1899, but it was um, the first Hebrew sect um, here, Within the Americas, at least recorded anyway, modern day. Um, that became um, the Moorish Zionist Temple. Right? That's what that name was. The name was the Moorish Zionist Temple. Yeah. Now, that was before the Moorish Science Temple, in which that sound very similar. That was before the Moore Science Temple, because this temple was formed in 1889 through 1899. Noble Jali's um, temple didn't come until 1913. We come to find out that his family, which he had family in, in, um, in New York, and the temple was formed in the Moore Zionist Temple was formed in Harlem as well as also in Brooklyn. And mm -hmm. that the one in Brooklyn, his family was part of. So that meant that he could have possibly had influences from the Moorish Zionist Temple, which was a Hebrew, um, um, a so-called African Hebrew sect of Moors. So the Moorish thing is not different than the Hebrew thing. They're both the same thing. And then if you go and do your research, you find that the Hebrew language and even Arabic language both come from the demonic script and the Moritic script of the Tamarian language called Metunetu. But in order to know this, you must have studied some type of linguistics, which the average person does not. 
but yet, you know, want to be, you know, come on out and act as if they're the scholar and got, you know, all the information all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that's going on. This is the reason why for all these so-called debates, because they're not actually trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. They're trying to um, create diversity in order to keep getting paid in some shape, form, or fashion. Right. You know? So, that's one of the problems that, that I'm seeing. And I had to make mention of that because um, the jabs in which that was taken by Minister Farrakhan on that regard of of um, nature being higher than nationality or not necessarily something in which that we have to do um, right now when we know that nationality is the call of the day. It is something that we need to do. All right? Why? Well, it's real simple. I give you several good reasons. We just talked about Francis Quest Wilson's book, ISIS paper, in which that one of the nine battlefronts that we need to counteract white supremacy is law, and we can't do that in their law schools because that's why they have to give you an oath to take and to, and to swear um, um, an oath to um, what we refer to um, as what the Bar Association, the British Accredited Regency or Registry, all right? So you have to um, commit to the Queen of England in that regard. Mm. So actually you give up your citizenship. Right. right? You actually give up your citizenship um, if you want to know the truth of it because, uh, and truthfully, there is no real citizenship under the United States Corporation. All right? Because the United States is not a nation. All right? And if you say it is a government, then... Um, look at the word government. The word government means um, govern, which means um, control, and the word ment, short for mental, which means mind. So, Don't really the people there don't have no real substance or understanding um, of that um, subject matter. They don't know. All right, they don't understand um, that particular um, you know connection. You know, matter of fact, um, while we was at the United Nations back in two thousand and I believe it's two two thousand and seven two thousand and eight, we had a representative from Morocco. Um, who actually spoke um, before us at the United Nations, and he said, we are in your land. We have your flag. Now, what do you mean by we have, um, they have our flag? Well, because um, after the dismantlement um, or the abolishment of the consular court of Morocco here in the United States of America um, back in um, 
1956. By 1959, um, they was waving um, the similar flag, except this is um, crisscross, and ours is um, simply um, overlaid. Um, so it looks similar, but it's not quite. But that's what he meant is that their flag um, is actually our flag. Hmm. All right? Um, and that's what he was talking about when he said that our flag is their flag. All right? And their flag is our flag. So um, that's really what he's um, saying in that regard. And when he said it, you know, it shocked the, um, a whole lot of people, um, you know, to hear him, you know, um, tell the truth, you know, in that regard, because you were not expecting it, you know. But um, also, when we talk about something else that was um, being said, uh, we know that Mr. Farrakhan has his nationality, even though he was saying nationality um, wasn't important somewhat, nature was higher, but he has his nationality. All right, he had he got his nationality through um, National Grand Sheik um, Bratton Bay from out of from out of um, out of um, Baltimore, Maryland, on Temple Thirteen. All right, um, and he did that um, when he had problems coming back into the country. I believe when he left. In order to um, go to Libya, he had problems. You know, he had problems coming back into the country, so he needed a Moorish help. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And he was able to get that help through um, Temple 13 up on the um, National Grand Sheik, Bratton Bay, Joe Bratton Bay. All right? So, um, um, so, you know, so that's the, so that was the um situation um going on. All right, so we shouldn't um that that should have been the last words to come out of his mouth about nature being over because that was the case. Um, then why does he have a his nationality papers and uh, documents and his card? You know, why does he have that? And see, and see, we have proof of um of um other information. You know, we have other information in which that um of the ties, um of the ties between the um, nation of Islam and of course the more science of America. Um, many different ties, um, as, as far as we know that um, in the beginning, um, in the 1930s, by 1934, um, they, was, um, they was wearing um, the same type of feathers um, as the Moral Science Temple of America. Um, Brother YG, um, who was, who was um, um, the best friends, uh, very good friends with um, uh, Brother Ramani, Amanu L, who was formerly um, um, National Grand mm. Sheik Reynolds, um, from out of um, from out of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Um, um, Brother YG um, told us that he met with Honor Elijah Muhammad back in the 1950s. I think it was 1955. And Honor Elijah Muhammad told him personally that he was a member of the Nation of Islam. I mean, that he was a member of the more scientific America. Okay. Now, um, National Grand Sheik, former National Grand Sheik, Romani um, um, Aminu El, told us, a, um, told us um, a, very, a very similar story of this time of her meeting with Minister Farrakhan. And Minister Farrakhan specifically told him that Elijah Muhammad, that Elijah Muhammad was a member of the Moral Science Temple of America. So they understand nationality. Now, they did not believe that the people was ready for that. However, um, you have to say that the people are ready now because uh, the the larger mass of people, of the large amount of people that are coming into the movement. This is a Moorish Renaissance. So we see a large amount of people leaving um, the Nation of Islam, or people, I should say not a large amount, but people leaving the Nation of Islam and coming into the Moorish thing. The problem with the Moorish thing is that they're unorganized. Mm-hmm. And there's so much bickering and debating between the various um, Moorish brothers and sisters till that's a turnoff for those who is coming from a structure and an organization such as the Nation of Islam and the FOI and the MGT. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so that's 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 the problem in which that is taking place. You know? Um, and that's what we have to um that's what we have to um get back in control of. All right? Um we have to um come back into um no longer bickering about um you know, stuff, you know, saying in which that we can actually find answers to or, right. you know, or put some thought into and find our solution. Instead, we have um, people who's bickering, you know, and trying to um, become, you know, the leader of the so-called Moorish movement, you know. And that's not the goal. The goal is to set our people free, all right? Now, nationality, being that it's talking about a political status, you have to state your political status. You can't just say it. Right. Let me tell you what happens to those who just say it, especially if you're in a court situation. They would try to give you, they would give you a psychological evaluation. They would give you a psychological evaluation. Now, what that means is this, is that you have not put anything on the record, but yet you're talking about that you're more. <laughs> now, as far as the Albion is concerned, based on him having to play this off and coming, most of these judges and magistrates are uh, masons or shriners. They had to play it off because their whole thing is to stop the rise of the Moors. Right? This is within their mm-hmm. um, initiation. Right, to stop the rise of the Moors. So they had to 
look as if you are crazy for stating that because historically they're going to tell you that the last time that we hear anything about the Moors was 500 years ago before 1492 with um, King Fernandez and Queen Isabella. That's what they'll tell you. Right. This is what they would tell you. So you would not think that you had a connection to those Africans or to those Moors. You would not think that. You would not think that because that was 500 years ago. (laughs) And so being that that was 500 years ago, you have no connection to that. But yet, in the same breath, they tell you that you came from people who they brought over 500 years ago from Africa. Contradicting themselves. So you're not related, right? So you're not related to the Africans who ruled Spain and Europe for over 800 years, and who just left 500 years ago. But you're related to the Africans that they brought over here on allegedly on slave ships. 500 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that something? What you were 500 years ago, you still are today. Well, I mean... The identity does not change. Right, right. I mean, but but to them, obviously, it does. So, one, they want to say that you just came here on ships that they bought bought you on 500 years ago and say that you Africans and make that as if that's a bad or a negative thing. You know, some Hebrews have that problem. You know what I'm saying? Um, the ISPUK, um, they have that problem, um, you know, with um, Africans, you know, um, and they're not Africans. Well, I mean, um, the oldest relics is found in Africa. So we're all Africans, but are we talking about that we just Africans for 400 years ago, 500 years ago, 5,000 years ago? You know? We're saying that we're Africans um, of an African descent or lineage, but it dates back way longer than hundreds and thousands of years ago. You're talking about millions and even billions, even though that sounds so far-fetched. But yet, um, Elijah Muhammad would tell you in the same breath um, that man has no um, date and time of his existence. Matter of fact, uh, even the Holy Quran Circle 7 tells us that um, time was when man was not. A man was, what was it? Um, how is it? A man, um, yeah, time was when man was not. So basically, it's telling you that um, time didn't exist when man, um, uh, you know what I'm saying, didn't exist. That time and man came into existence at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you're talking about time, we're talking about something in which that is um, is predicated on something in which that we formed based on being the oldest people on the face of the planet. And if you're saying that you're the oldest people on the face of the planet, and the mindset is that, what, you just came in 6,000 years ago? Then I would have to say, oh, so you're a Bible thumper then. Or then if you say that we just came in 2.8 million years ago based on Dagnesh, which is in all possibilities is nothing more than a... Um, humanoid monkey or ape. All right? You know, so th- these are things that you have to ask yourself um, 
when do you believe that you came into existence? When Elijah Muhammad tells you that um, your cream existence dates back to 76 trillion years. This is why they cannot trace our history. Right. Your history can't be traced. Right. They're the ones who came here 6,000 years ago. Right after the last ice age. Not you. <coughs> so, um, this is the reason why it's important in order to have a nationality so that you can um, concrete historically who you are by based on self-determination, based on um, self-sufficiency, self-determination, not based on some other man's or mankind's interpretation or opinion or theory of who you are. Because right. listening to them, they would tell you that, you know, um, that you came from Dagnesha Lucy, which is only a monkey-like um, 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 humanoid from 2.8 million years ago. But yet the Smithsonian has relics in South Africa dating back to 2.8 billion years ago. And why are we listening to someone who's just been here for less than 10,000 years on the planet? Even with Barry's tail. Right, and we just right, right, and we just getting the less than ten thousand years on the planet, six thousand years to be um 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 concrete as far as historical information is concerned, you know. But we know for a fact, even on their science, their own scientists say that they only been here about six thousand years. Right. There's been a new report that proves only Elijah Muhammad's information as right and exact. That they just been here about six thousand years. Very failed book, okay. uh Saga America talking about eight thousand to nine thousand years, you know. People that have been in the Americas, you know. Europeans, right. you know, Greeks. Right. You know, Romans, you know. But uh, he never go beyond that. Right. He don't go beyond the Roman and the Greeks. His history don't go back further than the Greeks. And then Elijah Muhammad tells us, when Elijah Muhammad tells us that he was in the cave for 2,000 years. Right. And that makes sense because uh, we only got about 3,000 years or so of history from him if you talk about um, the um, invasions of the Persians or the Greeks, of the Albion so-called Greeks, that is, not the Minoans and not the Cretans, which has been proven to be um, so-called black people. And matter of fact, that's where the Grecian language comes from, as the Grecian language is the same as the Phoenician, uh, which is um, old Hebrew. Yeah. One in the same language. The philosopher Socrates is supposed to have been a Moor anyway. No, it was not a Greek, not not in that sense, what they're talking about. Exactly, and and that's a proven fact. Also, when they get the book, um, what they never told you in history class and the missing pages of history by Indukim Kush, it essentially shows that that Socrates was a um, brother. Matter of fact, all of the so-called Greek scholars um, had to have been so-called blacks or melanated people. Exactly. How we know this is because the first Europeans don't come in until Ptolemy the first which was after 332 B.C. Aristotle 
and Socrates and all of them was already there. 383 B.C. Those are the original Greeks. That is more than 60 to um, 60 years before the invasion. That is almost um, um, yeah, almost 50 over 50 years before the invasion of the Persians into Egypt, in which that that is documented as being the first so-called Europeans to come in, in which that um, based on Walter Williams' book, um, The Historical Origin of Christianity, he specifically states that um, Ptolemy, Bryce, Sylvester, um, who was one of the Coptic priests, in order to initiate him into, uh, you know, into, you know, the ancient mystery school. And that is how he got in, and that's how he later became the pharaoh after the 28th dynasty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is this is what we know, all right. This, this is just some this is just some facts that you have to go back and analyze. So all these so-called Greek philosophers were melanated. Exactly. All right, and that's just what it is. All right, that's just like. Um, the first president and the go- first governors, um, you know, they came from the base. You get the um, um, Cumberland Gap Historical um, Research Society um, um, information. You can see on there that um, you can see in their book or, or magazines or whatever the case is, the articles that they state specifically that the base were already here, B-E-Y, the base. In other words, the Moors. Mm-hmm. And the first um, president of the Congressional Congress, all right, up under the Articles of Confederation, under the Articles of Association, all right, were so-called melanated people. There was Moors, right? But once again, this is when you start putting the pieces of the puzzle, when you want to get more detail. If you just want to be angry um, um, and keep quoting the same um, bullshit, you know, saying mm-hmm. that you've been told, you know what I'm saying, without analyzing it, then that's fine. Continue doing so. But don't force that shit on me, all right, because I'm trying to find the most detailed information in order to make this thing easy for us as we begin to start finding ourselves and bringing ourselves from out of the darkness into the light, all right? That's just what it is, okay? Hmm? Right. Um, uh, let me say this. Um, we have our online classes that's getting ready to start October the 22nd and 24th for those interested. Um, we will be going into historical information, esoteric, metaphysical, um, um, Qigong, Tai Chi, law, Reiki, everything you can possibly think of. Um, on the 22nd, I believe, is that Tuesday. So we'll have our our um, healing classes um, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We start doing those. And then on Thursday, we begin to start having our law classes that 24th of October. Um, so those interested in law, um, send us an email um, at royalhouse777 at gmail.com. That's R-O-Y-A-L, house, H-O-U-S-E, 777 at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in the science of healing, 
um, herbology, uh, reflexology, qigong, tai chi, reiki, pranic healing, et cetera, et cetera, um, irisology. Give us a um, hit at royalhouse777 at gmail.com, too. All right. Enough for the um, radio announcements, and then you get back to the scheduled program. All right, so. When we looked at Minister Farrakhan, uh, speak about nature, we had to look at us being natural people. But we're natural people in an unnatural system because mm-hmm. we can't even be natural people. No. You what I mean by so, that? Because, right, they have us under colorable law. Mm-hmm. How do you differentiate a natural person of nature from a colorable system? Can't. Not unless you know how to write some type of writ or affidavit. An affidavit has to be rebutted within 30 days. If not, then it stands in truth in commerce and in any court of law throughout all said 50 states. Mm-hmm. This is when your nationality documents come into play, and the reason why it would be um, imperative for you to do them. All right? What you need is part of your reclamation process or proclamation process is your affidavit of common law name correction, your affidavit of nationality, your declaration of um, status, um, your um, non-taxpayer home status, documents, your denial of corporate status, your uh, revocation of attorney or, or revoking power of attorney, um, your baptismal record or what is also referred to as your live claim birth form, um, your nationality card, and several other documentations. That is something which that you will have to do to distinguish yourself from the corporate colorable fiction that they have created. Otherwise, you are in the wind of Oz. You are in the Oz, as we would say. And you see what happened um, in Oz, right? Dorothy was trying, was getting ready to get. Um, Dorothy was um, 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 was being ran after and, and trying to be killed every time she um, walked around. Um, walked on the damn yellow brick road. Right. Right. Sure was. Trying to put right. Every time you turn around, she was right, and you and you're wondering why, you know, we're being killed. And I'm not saying that that's the end of all process. That's just the beginning of the process. It's the beginning. After you get your nationality done, then you can talk about organizing and forming government, real government, the jure government. Not necessarily one under mind control, but actually a society or council that's the jury. That deal with real issues. Real people. Natural people. That's in tune with nature. So that's how you're able to put yourself back into the category as a natural person in tune with nature is through declaring that you are indigenous by way of your nationality. There you go. Yeah. You can't 
And that's what Mr. Fred Kahn should have been saying instead of saying that nature is over, that nature is not over. Nature is the same as you being mm-hmm. natural. A natural person is in tune with nature. A natural person is natural. Is nature. Natural to the land. Right. The land. Natural to the indigenous. land. Right. Indigenous. Indigenous Right. People. Indigenous. Right. Right. You know, so um, that's one of the things I was personally disappointed about was the fact that I'm not dealing with something of real substance, especially with all this information out here nowadays. And I know Mr. Farrakhan knows because I've done seen it too many times with more sitting in the audience. And um, the fact is that, like I said, he has his nationality card and his documentation from Temple 13. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, this has been proven. All right? There's many brothers who have actually seen the documentation from um, National Grand Sheikh Joe Bratton Bay. You know? And um, um, he has told um, people, um, told us, that specifically that um, Mr. Farrakhan um, needed his help and therefore he was naturalized by way of them. Now, naturalization, um, I don't necessarily agree with that because we are already natural people, and naturalization would be for those who are immigrants, uh, more so coming in um, to become part of the natural process of the people who are already here, all right? Um, I say that we are naturalized, not naturalized, but we're nation nationalized, all right, through a nation, which is a group of people who have come together and have banded together for one common goal and one agenda, all right? Um, that's a nation, and that is um, an allegiance in which that is taking place by way of, um, you know, say, of some type of, you know, a mutual agreement whether it's by way of contract or constitution in which that everyone agrees upon or whatever the case may be, you know. So um, this, this, this is what we have to understand is that, you know, that we're dealing with people who know this information but yet still refuse to show the totality of this information. Okay? Um, what you, what you, you think about what we've been talking about, Brother L? Let me, let me get you on up there here. No, Brother, yeah, uh, it is, uh, I'm still trembling off what you said about Minister Farrakhan when he said that, which, which is true, what you write, it is true that nature is, uh, uh, but, but you said nature before nationality, but they're still one and the same. Because you cannot get to be in the nature if you're not a naturalized person. You know, the first thing to get naturalized to be in nature, to be natural to the land, which means Aboriginal Indigenous people to the land. Right. You know, and this is what he failed, like you said before, this is what he fails to mention. Uh, he's got, like you just said, he's been nationalized by Temple 13. You know, well, if, if he if he's uh, been nationalized, so he must know it's important to be to get nationalized. Why doesn't he teach this in his Muhammad Mosses or his uh, uh, 
uh, mosques around, around the Union States? Why is that part of their curriculum? That's the big why, question. Why isn't why isn't learning law a part of the curriculum? Right. I know that's now, that, now. I remember Minister Farrakhan telling us back in 1989. It was the um the Black Family Agenda. In there, he stated that Congress stated that there would be three things that they would never teach the black people: law, sex, and business, which is economics. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, why are they teaching those three things? When this was said back in 1989. I remember when he said it. Right. So, so what is the solution? And see, and see brother um, L, we can talk because we were members, right? Sure do. <laughs> right. So we can, we can see what is taking place. Now, there's three things. Why isn't law being taught, and it should be the general law, which is on the back of the dollar bill, that should be the pyramid um, law, or uh, what is known as the Al-Marak, or Al-Marakha um, um, society, or the Moorish Empire, um, or Moroccan information. That's because we have taken the word Moroccan and applied it only to Morocco, which is a kingdom or a country, nation in Africa, one of the 53 nations in Africa or countries in Africa, okay? We didn't understand that um, that this was our Morocco and that this was the empire, all right? And there's books, you know what I'm saying, in which they have tried to hide this fact, but we have Masonic brothers who have gone through um, very high degrees in Freemasonry who have told us that that is accurate. This was the al Murak or al Murak or al Marka mm-hmm. um, here. And was not referring to there in Africa amongst a so-called kingdom there. All right? So... How do we now verify? Well, there's several books out. My brother Taj has told on this, you know, for over 20 years. You know, um, um, who are the Moorish Americans? You can get that by brother Taj Tyreek Bay. Um, another one um, is called um, the, um, the Moorish Rise from Civil Death. My brother Taj, you know. Um, so these are two good books that needs to be um, two good books that needs to be implemented as far in um, the research amongst mm-hmm. the people, you know. But they refuse to um, want to do any real research, right? Um, the attention span of the average person um, nowadays is less than five minutes. Wow. Okay? Less than five minutes. So that means that if you don't get them in five minutes, you know what I'm saying, um, in some shape, form, or fashion, and give them something in which that, you know, that, that sparks their interest, really, 
You know what I'm saying? You lost them after the five minutes. Essentially, that's what's going on. All right? So we have to be, be able to deal with our people. How you deal with people who have an attention span less than five minutes? <laughs> you have the shock and awe them. So now we get the debates because that's the only thing in which that draws um, people um, now to real knowledge. Be some Jerry Springer shit. Before we didn't have to do that. All right, we had a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred people up in the lecture. You know what I'm saying? Coming in order to get real information and knowledge. All right, I've traveled all over the world. Right, we got called to come in Germany. Um, um, we went to London, uh, Mexico. We've lectured at. We've lectured in Canada several times and throughout the country. Okay, we've done had a hundred people, two hundred people, three hundred people in lectures and more. Okay, and they came there not because of a debate. They came there because of information of someone who has studied and put their life on the line and who have actually studied this information for more than twenty years. You know what I'm saying? Not just a form of respect, but also because there was information in which that they was hoping to get or receive in which that would help them piece the puzzle, you know, the, um, help them to piece the puzzle together. All right? So this is what we have to get back to. It's kind of hard now with just the social media because this is all people want to do now is just sit and listen to a lecture for an hour, two hours, three hours, or whatever the case is. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the attention span zones out, you know, like I said, after five minutes. So sometimes they miss pieces of the um, of the um, uh, of the information in which that is being thrown at them, and which they actually could have answered their question. I've done had comments like that on videos in which that um, he was like, um, "Did you see the same video that we seen, brother?" Because <laughs> that was answered in the first damn ten minutes. <laughs> it's not even. You want to see a sign where it points um, this way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, you know, so, I mean, this is the nonsense that is taking place. Uh-huh. You know, so we wanted to look and analyze the speech by Minister Farrakhan because, you know, we wanted to, you know, to, to see that it was not, you know, we, we didn't want to, you know, you know, bash Minister Farrakhan because me personally, you know what I'm saying? As a student, you know what I'm saying, of the nation of Islam, you know, I can tell you, you know, that I respect him. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the thing is, is that there's times where there's information in which that has to be rectified and which that helps more with a solution than um, the information which that's been presented. And what we've been presented with um is something in which that can only take us but so far. You don't give us a much it don't give us a better clarity. You don't give us a better example on how to do things. There's no procedure. Now we want procedure, put it that way. Right? We didn't have a procedure on how to do things. Now we do. Uh-huh. Do we think that paperwork is gonna Stop right, man. 
uh, as they say, the pale man or Albion from um, um, hitting you up beside your head or killing you? Of course not. But government will. Because government comes with organization. No. Government comes with organization. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's where we're supposed to be moving towards. Right. Right here, man. So when you say that uh, one of the, uh, a lot of uh, sisters and brothers that are leading the nation of Islam come to join the Moorish Divine National Movement, they find all this bickering, you know, uh, distrust, and everybody wants to be chief, you know, and uh, instead of, like you said, instead of trying to uh, free our people, you know, and this is what a lot of sisters and brothers that come from the nation of Islam, they are looking for freedom. They're looking for remedies. They're looking for solutions, you know. Right, right. They want remedies, exactly. And and that's the and that's the key word right there, brother L is is remedy. You know, how do we get remedy in an unjust um society, an unnatural society, yet trying to be natural? And yet nature is over nationality. But see, even with the word nationality, it comes back to the word natal. Comes back to navy. Comes back to, uh, uh, um, in particular, uh, um, you know, your birth, your birthright, you know, and how you get remedy is by understanding your birthright. Three. Yeah, uh, uh, I said the national. Uh, uh, I don't know whether he, uh, Minister Farrakhan, said that on purpose or what, you know. But uh, he don't talk enough about civil, being more civic. And that's what he, they're right. all gearing, gearing toward, toward uh, more civic right. matters, but they're not giving, they're right. giving, uh, going toward civic matters like they should. Right. And especially in a time like today, a time like this. Right, exactly. And they're still, they're still hanging on to that same rhetoric that they've been talking right. since the days of Elijah Muhammad. You know, back in the 60s. You know, the that was right. back in the and, 60s. And this is 2015. Right. Right. And that's good for some some things. However, you know, we have to incorporate others in order to make this a holistic movement. You know, it can't be linear, you know, because um, I've done have brothers that tell me, well, brother, that's the, um, uh, is, is, is that the root of the tree or is that just the branch? You know, and you know, and I'm like, um, brother, it's the tree. I don't care if the root, the branch, uh, the leaf. You know what I'm saying? The stem. The, uh, I don't care about all of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get information to free my soul. You know what I'm saying? Um, not to be incarcerated or incarn incarcerated. I'm saying or incarnated. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to um, once the physical body, you know, uh, you know, dies, the soul is free. You know what I'm saying? Hell, I'm even looking for higher information than that. You know what I'm saying? Be able to take the damn physical body with you, dematerialize or transform into a macabre. You know what I'm saying? A light vehicle. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we look at, I'm looking for the highest information on the planet. I'm not looking 
um, for um, for just um, the white man, the devil. I did that right. already. You know what I'm saying? I want something more. You know what I'm saying? Not saying I'm a damn um, get rid of that because that's still you know I'm still embedded in my subconscious. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I I'm it's hard for me to um, trust the Albion. You know what I'm saying? Right. To um, a certain level. You know what I'm saying? Um, but still, you know, um, I understand that I have to still deal uh, with them in this world. You know what I'm saying? In order to um, sometimes get um, some things done. You know? But then, you know, we got problems with our own people. Our own people uh, want to fight all the damn time. Yeah. Um, back, you know, backbite and slander and gossip. You know what I'm saying? So, um, truthfully, in some ways, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, shit, they're just as frightening. Right. Which is the biggest you know? enemy. Right, right, right. Myself. You know what I'm saying? Right, we can be. We definitely can be the um, one of the biggest stumbling blocks in the path of enlightenment is our own selves. You know what I'm saying? Because we took, um, um, as they say, um, hook, line, and sinker um, this philosophy. You know what I'm saying? You know, and that's one of the problems. We took this information, hook, line, and sinker, um, this indoctrination, this training, you know, and um, never questioning. So when people who are able to, um, you know, get out the box, as they say, you know, and um, question these things, you know, they're looked at as enemies or they're looked at as um, troublemakers or et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But the thing is, is that they're thinkers. They're, they're yeah. so-called free will thinkers. And uh, we was given free will, you know what I'm saying, uh, utilize free will in order to think you know, think ourselves out of the box to think of solutions, to think of a remedy, as you said, Brother L, you know, and mm-hmm. the remedy in this particular case, as far as injustice, comes by way of learning the law. Yes, uh, a lot of learning the proper procedures. Learning the proper procedures, right, they don't, but we have to learn the proper procedures um, for law in courts, no matter how colorful. Um, this system is a defect. Um, de facto, this system is. We still have to um, deal with it in some shape, form, or fashion because you're here. And you know we can have the misconception and think that we getting out the system and all of this. Go back to the movie Matrix. The niggas got out in Zion, but there's people who had to go back in to get more people out. Mm-hmm. Right, meaning that um, uh, once you was out. You know what I'm saying? You just wasn't out. You had to go get plugged back in in order to get some things done. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's going on. You have to, you know what I'm saying, get things done. So you're not going to be totally out, as they say, of the system because you are here still in the system, meaning you still have to purchase gas so you can be under the dilemma that, um, you know, well, you don't have to pay no taxes. Well, Negro, you paying for gas? Yeah. <laughs> There's a gas tax. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, are there ways not to? Of course. All right. A lot of them. A lot now, of them. Uh, right. Deal with the UCCs without getting naturalized. Right. You know. 
and looking right, for exactly. the they wanna, solutions. Right, they want to. Right, they want to do the UCCs, and then when I ask them, um, did they do the whole procedure for the UCC? They like they don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Because the only thing they did <laughs> they was the UCC one financial statement. That's all they did, and I'm like, um, yeah. What about the other contracts that goes along with it to solidify it? Huh? What you mean? Yeah, copyright, trademark, trade name, uh, the security <laughs> um, agreement, the private agreement, whole harmless indemnity clause, the collateral listing, the bond for discharge, uh, <laughs> the grant power of attorney. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm going through the list. They're like, no, I don't got none of that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, did you send it off to um, to um, Jacob Blue, with the Secretary of Treasury, or to um, 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 the secretary in um, Puerto Rico, um, the treasurer in Puerto Rico. Did you send that off to them? Oh no, it didn't do. Okay, then how do you expect for your UCC trust account to be activated, so you can be able to discharge right. debt if you ain't notified nobody um, who's who who's doing that? And I'm not talking about uh, Jerome Johnson uh, and being the creditor of Jerome Johnson. Exactly. No. <laughs> right. Oh well, Jerome Johnson. That's an up and lower case. So that's different than the Jerome Johnson in all caps. <laughs> well, it might be. That's where the European has to do it. But right. You don't. <laughs> different from you, more. Right, more. Right. So you need to have a name with an actual title to it, whether it's El Bay Day, you know Ali. Uh, Al, and and actually utilize that as a so-called last name because those are the names that was the last names on the books of um, in which that was part of the so-called um, Moorish Empire or uh, Moroccan Empire, um, Al Morocco Empire I should say, um, and that's those names that was um, last in historic you know history wise on the books, you know. I don't mean I don't mean Charles Jackson Bay neither. Well, you, 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 you know they like that one. Well, well, uh-huh. you, um, <laughs> brother, brother Hell, you, you, you know uh, they like that one too. <laughs> um, you know they, well, you know that's coming from the temple. The temple, you know, some of the temples still teach that. You know, they still teach that. They don't teach that. Um, you know, because they will tell you that. Well, we ain't supposed to change our name because. Uh, you know, um, Prophet Nebuja Ali said, you know, don't change um, the last name, you know. Well, you got to understand, um, you know, something here. In the beginning of you coming into knowledge of self, um, they used to annex the El or the Bay, the Il or the Ali title, nobility title, to the so-called birth name. However, in order to have a free national name, all right, um, it would be wise in order to go beyond that, all right, and correct the name altogether. You're not going to mess with the birth certificate anyway. No. All right? The birth certificate would still have Johnson, uh, uh, Jack Johnson on it, all right? But 
your nationality documents will state that you Mustafa Bay. All right? And you will begin to start utilizing Mustafa Bay instead of Jack Johnson. And the more you utilize Mustafa Bay, the more you become Mustafa Bay. Also, based on the fact that you've taken your documents and filing them at the um, office, uh, what is called the Register of Deeds or the County Recorder, or at the Civil Filing Section of the Clerk of Superior Court, one of those areas, you will then um, have your proper status and your nationality in order to go and do what you need to do for yourself. Because now you're operating outside of Jack Johnson as Mustafa Bay. Um, you're not operating as Jack Johnson any longer. Right. So, therefore, everything within Mustafa Bay becomes more solidified, and the things within Jack Johnson becomes less solidified um, and, um, and less attached. And, therefore, um, you have created a distinction between the two. And you do that by way of your nationality, through your denial of corporate status, through a negative overtment, and through your UCC-1 financing statement, all right? You, you create a separation between the two, and that's what you want, so that Mustafa Bey become the CEO or the president of his corporation, which is the name in all caps, which is the birth name, slave name, government name, or whatever, whatever name it was that you refer to it as, which is Jack Johnson. So now you created that separation. Now you can um, control that and have the ability to discharge the debts um, for Jack Johnson as Mustafa Bay. This is what this portion comes from. Of course, you can also do an estate. Um, then after the estate, you do a trust. Um, and, you know, and after that, the UCCs, you know, um, all of that is part of that process also. So we suggest that you do some research on the things that we're talking about and secure your future and your family and the future generations um, because this is going to be something in which that they have to contend with, being that their Masonic teachings is that to stop the rise of the Moors. So really the Moors are the ones in which that um, are the biggest targets in a sense, you know what I'm saying, because we're the ones who's putting out this law information on how to destabilize um, the colorable system in which that they've created, which is the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, and I'm just saying that in the sense that understand is that, um, and I mean by destabilize, I'm talk, not talking about, you know, uh, abolishing um, per se. I'm talking about destabilizing this, what we call the codes, because there's over 2 million laws on the books, and they're writing more and more laws every day. But these laws in which they reign are not correlating to the Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land. And the treaties are the supreme law of the land, and they don't want to abide by treaty. Even though they talk about the Treaty of Peace and Friendship of Morocco and the United States, um, really when it comes to it, they, don't, they, they say it's frivolous in their court system. Hmm. Now, 
That's because it's not a class action suit. They want to be. We want to be able to do this as individuals and seek remedy. Well, number one, we got to learn about seeking remedy on the side of the civil. We can't get remedy on the criminal side. Mm-hmm. All right. There is no justice on the criminal. If you're looking for um, remedy, as far as finances or a lawsuit, or that takes place on the civil side. So we have to know where to go, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, when it comes to this information. Okay, and that's that's what we have to do. We have to go on the civil side, all right, to get some. Remember, O.J. Simpson, they um, tried to get him on the criminal side, but Johnny Cochran came in and said, this glove don't fit, you must quit. They got him off. Then they brought him back in the civil side mm-hmm. because they couldn't get him for um, for um, right. double jeopardy. They couldn't um, do the you know do the case again because the chief let him off the first time. So they got him on the civil side where they sued him for thirty three million dollars and they won. Right. Okay. Um, so you know, and there's a whole metaphysical thing about that. You know, because later on he ends up getting 33 years in jail. <laughs> and all this is because, um, <laughs> um, uh, right, all this is because of the Masonic agenda that that's around him. Because um, you will see O.J. Simpson on an old video with Baba Steve Coakley um, talking about his case, you know what I'm saying, years ago um, um, in California. All right. He's a Mason, 32, 33 degrees Mason. So um, he's supposed to be one of the um, good old boys and shut up and let what took, you know what happened as far as the truth to take place. OJ Simpson um, um, said, "Well, I'm not, I'm not rolling with that." You know what I'm saying? And so you see him after you know what I'm saying getting sued for thirty-three million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Um, by that boy's family, you know, who allegedly he killed, come to find out it was a big, grizzly-looking white boy, you know what I'm saying, who actually did the murders that O.J., you know what I'm saying, that they still claiming that O.J. did. But he came out and said he's the one who actually, this dude came out and actually said he did it. Right? And this has been known, you know what I'm saying, for the last um, 20 years, but nobody, you know, really want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So we got to look and see you know, saying that law is part of this procedure of the nine battlefront. Remember, we have economics, which is business, law, sex, labor, politics, education, religion. All right, these are part of the nine battlefronts of Lily Fuller and Doctor and Doctor Francis Quest Watson. So we have to come back into understanding um, what we need to be doing. This justice or else thing is a farce if you're not going to deal with those particular principles and put up a countersuit or some type of countermeasure, all right, um, to those nine battlefronts that the so-called Illuminati has its tentacles in in some shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to have a council that is set up specifically for law, another council set up specifically for entertainment, another council. In other words, and we galvanize 
to get the best information, all right, um, to our people through the same instrument that they're utilizing in order to poison our people, which is social media. Mm-hmm. And make this social thing a nail in their coffin. That's what we have okay. to do. Right. Right, we have to. National, I mean, to, to mainstream media do the thing. They're not, they're not going to say anything about what the things we do, you know. Right, right. Exactly. Um, well, Brother L is past our time. Um, I'm going to get on up off of this jacket, as they say. And I uh, appreciate right, you coming on and being the co-host once again. And as usual, uh, you know, I'm glad that you're um, stuck with us in order to um, get through this segment. Um, next episode will be next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we're going to have Brother Panda back on here soon, hopefully, uh, one of these Thursdays here. So um, stay um, watchful for that. Um, so, um, Brother Al, you got any closing remarks? I got to say, I hope we did some good tonight, which I believe we did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we did. Um, and everybody understand, um, you know, the um, problems in which that we were seeing um, in the Million Man March. Now, overall, of course, every Million Man March, you know what I'm saying, is a beautiful thing. Uh, you know what I'm saying, a Million More March, the one from 2005, it's a beautiful thing. Um you know, and, and Mr. Fekon puts out a lot of clues, you know, like he did on that last Million, um, million More March. I'm calling it a Million More March. And, and driving in the center of the leaders. And so, don't get me wrong. Um, this just so that people, um, you know, can, you know, can uh, stay abreast. Um, you know, of uh, the realness and, you know, and the information that they're coming into because we don't want to, um, you know, give misinformation or disinformation, okay? Right. Um, so, no doubt. So, um, we out of here, y'all. All right. We're going to say peace. And we peace. out.